and welcome to another episode of Lexton's Customer Experience Superheroes. My name is Christopher Brooks and I'll be your host for today's episode. Each episode is packed full of ideas, inspiration and insights from the great and the good across the world of customer experience. We look to find guests on this podcast who will challenge assumptions They will make us think differently and also give views and opinions, which allow us to really rethink how we're approaching customer experience. Sometimes it's strategists, sometimes it's solution providers, but always they're superheroes. And today's guest is no exception. I'm delighted to have Adam Alfea with us today. Now, Adam Alfea is a name you may not be familiar with, but you certainly will be familiar with the work that he does at Real Time Feedback. It's a a form of insight collection that we're all very familiar with. And Adam will come on to explain the value of it. But it's really important to understand its purpose, which is very operational. Quite often with customer feedback, we find ourselves in the vacuum of collecting insights for the purpose of presenting performance and progress at boardroom level. But really, is that valuable? Or is it more valuable to be able to put the insights into the hands of those in the operational functions who can administer change and improvements, even in real time, on behalf of the customers? Let's hear more then from the conversation I had with Adam when we caught up recently. Adam, welcome to the CX Superheroes podcast. Nice to meet you. Yeah, good good to have you here. Now, as I say, Adam, in fairness, and I don't mean this in a bad way, what you do is probably a lot more famous than you, and perhaps that's how it should be. You've helped countless organisations make real improvements to their customer experience, and it's all because of of what you do. But before we get on to talking about real-time feedback, just give us a little bit of a history lesson here. Where did you start and how did you end up with real-time feedback? It's a funny story because... I started out when I was in college, I started an auto repair shop, and which grew to several locations here in the uh, Texas region. I sold those back in 05 and then started a concierge company, primarily servicing auto manufacturers like OnStar does for GM. We have a handful of brands that we support, and our entire philosophy was how do we get a customer to get off when they got off the call with one of our agents and go, wow, that was really a great phone call. And we're still doing that. 17 years, we've been supporting automotive manufacturers. And I've learned a lot about the power of words and that a, a customer can hear you smile over the phone and that a customer can tell when you really like your job and what you're doing. And I got into the hospitality space about 10 or 11 years ago. So having not only the concierge experience of how to make customers happy, but now you have to translate that into a face-to-face environment. How do you make customers happy and continue to come back to your restaurants or to your bars, et cetera? And I really saw a drop-off about five or six years ago where customers were less and less inclined to tell you when they have an issue in person, even when a manager would walk by a table and look at the customer and say, hey, I'm the manager here. How's everything? Traditionally, if there was an issue, they'd still say fine. 
But then when we looked at the online reviews that a customer might have left, even though we've talked to them and asked them if everything was okay, they would still go online and leave you a not so positive review. And you're scratching your head saying, why didn't they just tell me when the manager walked up? And it turns out that as the generation that is the one that spends a lot of the money, the younger generation, they grew up behind their cell phones and their keyboards. And that face-to-face personal interaction is not one of their top talents. So they're used to giving people digital information, but not so much face-to-face. So we set on using our team of incredible developers to build a real-time communication platform where customers who had an issue or not, even if they want to give us accolades, could do so digitally in a manner that they're used to. And we found that we had a lot more engagement when it was digital versus in person. And that's how real-time feedback was really born, was building our platform for our own use and then took it out to market where we are. And when you say where you are now, give us an appreciation of geographies you're supporting, the industries you're supporting, and any of the organizations, if you can mention them. Yeah. Right now, our biggest footprint is in the arena space arenas, venues, et cetera, where professional teams play and just have a large gathering of people at one time. And that's been real key to our growth because they are popular names of stadiums and arenas that are known. And that's really opened a lot of doors for us. It's where we started and cut our teeth in the large space venue. And now we have a lot of retail organizations and restaurant chains that use our platform to fix things operationally in real time. Automotive has been a great industry for us because it is such a, when you think about industries that people complain in or don't trust and are very heavily weighted on that customer review, it's the automotive industry, especially when it's the second largest purchase you make as a vehicle. So having stellar customer experiences and customer reviews online is very important to that organization being successful. So by fixing things, when a customer gets his or her car fixed at a dealership and they had trouble communicating with the service advisor or their car is returned dirty or whatever, one of the several things that can go wrong when you pick up your vehicle from a dealership, especially when you just paid a large repair bill, it is very important to get that capture and capture that customer's real experience in real time and try to fix it before they leave and tell friends or family or go online and blast a dealership for falling short of their expectations. Retail, automotive, and uh, and arenas have been huge for us right now with expansion into so many different industries that I'd even know really had a customer service side to them. One of the industries that are really growing for us right now are parks and recreation because they have less people to manage the facilities at a park and recreation center. So our platform is being used by several large cities. We're about to launch Dallas at all of their parks and recreation. If you have kids, I'm sure you've been to a park where you see things that aren't maintained as well, broken swings, a sprinkler head that's been broken and just shooting water in the air for hours and hours. And most people don't know How do I relay this information to the people that can fix it? By utilizing a platform like Feedback, you can have real-time two-way conversations very easily with whoever it is that's in charge of maintaining those facilities. 
This is very interesting to me because you've got di these different sectors you're working with, they've got different motivations. If you take automotive, to your point there, they have GD Power surveys from the manufacturers and the dealerships. They're heavily incentivized to deliver a great experience for customers. And if that survey goes out before they've had the chance to resolve any issues, it can be damaging, even though it may not be a really good reflection of what's going on in that dealership. The fact that they, are, they don't get it right first time, but they're very responsive. It is a massive asset to have on your dealership, you know, having people there who can resolve things quickly. And if you don't have that ability to find that out and you only find it out in your survey afterwards, then you get a poor reflection. It's not really a true reflection. So in that respect, you're helping them to actually be the business they're trying to be. Coming on to parks and recreation, it, it appears to me there, this is more about the fact we have a limited amount of resource and we have a very large estate. How can we possibly be everywhere all the time or certainly at the places we need to be without increasing our headcount? And being a park, it tends to be state run or run by a council. They can't just put more people on. So your solution is, and I guess the arenas, it's real time. You've got a window, a short window to resolve things. You can't say, let's have a meeting next week and figure out how we deal with that issue that's occurring in the toilet tomorrow, you know, today. So very different motivations. Have you found that you need to adapt what you do to suit those different environments? Or is it actually, you know, it's a fairly generic application it works really well across all of them yeah so getting the the data the right data to the right people has always been a challenge in, in any solution but we found that it depends on the organization our platform the technology we developed and patented is location-based and smart so when you scan a qr code it knows exactly not only where it is that it was scanned and relays that but you can also program it that these particular set of QR codes go to this particular department. So now it's not just giving everybody all the data sift through as these are coming in. It actually delivers that exact piece of information to the people that can actually do something about it and take action and fix it. So you're, originally, when we first started, it was one QR code went to everybody. And then we had different QR codes that were smart and knew where they were, went to everybody. And now it's I can make this particular QR code go to this particular person, even within certain amount of hours. So during these hours, it goes to this person. During other hours, it goes to somebody else. So we can pinpoint it and slice it and dice it any way the organization wants to consume that information. So you can support my, my as an operator, just-in-time management becomes a reality. I can make sure that the most urgent of the requirements gets dealt with first. This is one of those areas that we've really struggled with customer feedback is this democratization of data, getting it to the right people at the right time to make decisions. And I think where I largely hear that, it tends to be getting it to the right senior leaders forum to make a critical decision. But what you're talking about here is that in the moment feedback, isn't it? That kind of you've got a window here, a very short window to actually resolve something. And you're putting it in the hands of the individual who's empowered to make that change so they can action it quickly. When it comes to kind of what, sitting down and working with organisations, how important is it for you to have the confidence that they will not only take that information, but they will act upon it? 
So <clears throat> we've built um, several functionalities into our software that not only obviously delivers that information, but also measures how fast you're responding to the customer, how fast you're closing out the ticket, the notes that you're putting inside. And it actually gives you warnings. Hey, and when you close it out, you say, you know, we see that you're closing out this feedback, but you never responded to the customer and the customer in our platform has the option of either being anonymous, being non-anonymous, and then asking for a response. And if that customer is asking for a response, it could just be, got it, thank you very much, we're on it. And then that customer goes, I contributed to the experience here at the venue that I like to go to. But customers want, we found that although things like post-event surveys collect a large amount of information, that customer almost never anticipates a response from the organization. With ours, we want not only for you to give us that data, but we want that organization to respond to you and let you know that they received it and that they're doing something about it. Back to your point, it is very important for the business to not only get that data, but to respond to the customer, letting them know that they received it mm -hmm. and it's being something's being done about it because customers want to know that they're not just giving you information that's going by the wayside and not being not contributing to the uh, the betterment of their experience. That that is just so reassuring to hear. We have seen with organizations the ability to listen and act upon it. Listen, act, listen, act, listen, act. That's all that happens. But actually to go back and recognize the customer with a feedback to say, thank you, we're on it, or thank you, it's resolved. It just increases their trust. It, it makes, as you say, they feel like that I'm being listened to. And guess what? The next time they run one of those relationship surveys, they'll fill it out. Because they know that, hey, this is an organization that when I give feedback, they act upon it. And it also helps is if you think about this is the way I've always thought about it is if you're coming back to me straight away on something like I've just noticed that there's a, there's a tap that's running in the men's lose can, you need sorting out. It also gives me confidence that when I'm booking tickets, you're going to get back to me quickly. When there's a new offer comes up, you're going to get to me quickly. I just get that confidence. You're an organization. This is a stadium that responds quickly to me. Just I'd be interested to know, I'm a season ticket holder for a football club here in England. There are lots of things that go on. What's the biggest issue that comes up at stadiums? Either broken chairs, chairs that are malfunctioning in some uh -huh. capacity, and then drunk spectators. Is a big okay. one. Is there a correlation between the two? <laughs> it could very well be. But think about it right now. If you are sitting in your seat, you might be with your kids. There's somebody behind you yelling, throwing stuff, cursing. That for me to relay that information currently to a somebody that can do something about it, it's it's very unnerving. You have to get up from your chair. You have to walk. You have to find security. You have to point the guy out. And then that you come back to your chair, they saw you leave. And then five minutes later, security comes and tells them something. It's obvious it's you. And it's most people say, you know what? I'm not going to say anything because I don't want anybody to know that I'm the ones complaining about the drunk guy. With our platform, the venues flash a QR code on the Jumbotron or what have you, or they announce it. Every one of our clients gets their own URL. So for example, American Airlines Center is TELAAC. So they announce it during various points during the event, if there's any issues whatsoever that you need to let us know about, please go to telaac.com and let us know, or they scan, or they put the QR code up on the jumbotron. 
And now I have a direct line of communication very easily to central command. And I can say, hey, there's a drunk guy sitting behind me. Not a problem, sir. Where are you sitting? I respond because it's all either text message or WhatsApp back yep. and forth. And then lo and behold, three minutes later, security comes up, tells the person, hey, we've had complaints about the way you're acting. Pipe it down or whatever the scenario is. And nobody knows it was me. And I was able to resolve my situation very easily. Which is wonderful. We talk about CX for good is going beyond business and trying to improve society with better experiences. That's a case in point, isn't it? Because if I'm there with my family, I do not want to ruin this moment for myself. I don't want to put myself in a vulnerable state. And also, to your point, I don't want to be the guy that everyone else says, sit down, he's only had a drink, just leave it alone. But I'm uncomfortable. This is not going as I wanted it to. And I need a way of getting this result. What you're providing is that lifeline for people to discreetly call out and say, hey, this isn't as it should be. You must find that's extremely rewarding and fulfilling to know that not only helping the organization improve its efficiency, but you're actually helping in a social way here because you're increasing the enjoyment and the entertainment of people. I come away from that event thinking I didn't think I was going to enjoy it because there was a drunk guy there, but it was dealt with brilliantly my club and thank you my club for taking this seriously and for the rest of the time I've had a really good experience that changes things if I'm with an eight and a six-year-old kid they may not want to come again if that guy sits there all the way but actually if it's dealt with they'll come back again that must be really rewarding for you very extremely rewarding it's funny the first time we launched at a venue back in 2019 a family had come there with their daughter to a concert, the Jonas Brothers concert. And they purchased the tickets through a third-party ticket seller, StubHub. And when they bought the tickets, they thought they were buying stage-side seats in the front by where the where they're going to be performing. And they their daughter had Down syndrome. So they got there like two hours before. They got settled in their seats, and they realized that they're sitting behind the stage. So they took the opportunity. There was a QR code up on the Jumbotron. They scanned it, and he started off by saying the words, not complaining, dot, but, because we bought these seats. We thought they were state seats. You guys should let StubHub know that these seats are not state seats as they were represented. So he just put it at that. He goes, we're here with our daughter for her birthday. She loves the Jonas Brothers, her 16th birthday, just letting you know. Within minutes, the team at American Airlines Center sent a VIP team. They responded to the family. Where are you sitting? How many people are you? Would you like for us to move you? They brought a VIP team. They took pictures with the little girl in front of the Jonas Brothers poster and sent it to the family. And they moved, it, moved them into a VIP area, completely transforming their experience. And you can see the back and forth between the family and the venue and then they went on and made a post on facebook about how great their experience was thank you she hasn't stopped talking about this moment and how great it was but it's, it gave them without that information they would have never known there was an issue at all and that family would have sat there they drove three hours to come to the concert and it would have been a bad experience and now using a platform like ours you're able to not only relay the information but it gave the venue an opportunity to fix it and to your point turn a bad experience into a great one. Well, that's a lovely experience. And that's, that is the same as the dealership we were talking about earlier. The organizations that you work with, 
they're smart they're good they have their customers intentions best intentions at, at heart they're their customers best intentions at heart however they've not had the data to be able to act upon it in a parallel world there's a vip team sitting there twiddling their thumbs saying I wonder if we could help anyone out, but they've just not got the data to know how to pinpoint and sort that. Like the dealership, maybe a great dealership who just have a few problems, but they resolve them really well. But without the data, they end up getting a, a bad rap about it. That could have ended up being a Twitter story to say, Puh, what a shame, took my daughter and it turned out to be this was my view. So that's fabulous. Right. This is great. I mean, this is in the moment type responsiveness that we all expect organisations to be able to do, but haven't perhaps appreciated they too want to deliver it they just haven't had the data or the technology to be able to achieve this so there's obviously within those sectors you've spoken about there's a lot of room for a greater development of solutions for them and there's many more stadiums out there as well what about other sectors adam are there sectors out there that you think they're not connected in this space yet but they really should be retail environments are especially now with online shopping being so popular and growing, it's it's only going to get more and more, especially with virtual reality coming on board where you can experience more of that product in the comfort of your home. So I think retail business businesses that have brick and mortar and are heavily leveraged in real estate where they're wanting customers to leave their house, get in their car, drive to a, a retail store, only to be met with a bad experience from an employee that doesn't want to be there, is there just to collect a paycheck. I was at a, a Bed Bath & Beyond, and the cashier was actually on Instagram messaging and reading and stuff like that while they were checking me out with one hand, with cell phone <laughs> on one hand, and the scanner in the other. And I said, I go, can you please get on your social media after you check me out? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Didn't even realize what they're doing. No, you know, it wasn't how and uh, afterwards, after I checked out, as soon as he scanned my last item, he went back to his phone. Once I finished paying, I left and I watched the gentleman. He was on his phone for another 45 seconds before he called over the next customer. You multiply that over the course of the day and you got probably two, three hours of wasted productivity of yeah. people waiting in line because this guy wants to be on you know, Instagram. So I actually found the manager and said, hey, just so you know, this guy is on his phone constantly. I don't think that's very good customer service. And she goes, and she shook her head and she goes, man, we've told him several times about this. And she walked over and said something to him, but you know, the, the, the empowerment of me. So we have several retail organizations that are using our platform. The number one, I think we tell them is put a QR code on the cashier and says, was our, let our manager know if our cashier was friendly. Mm -hmm. And, and we found, we actually even and tell them to do contest at whoever, whichever cashier gets the most about their experience, get something, a day off for free. Let the cashier tell customers, hey, tell my boss how we're doing today. Can you scan that QR code for me while I'm checking you out? And it's been fundamental because the employees of today are smart. They know that most customers won't say anything and they can go on with their bad behavior and they won't get reprimanded. But if I put something in front of you on the cashier that has direct line of communication to my manager, I'm not going to do those things because I know that as soon as a customer has a bad experience, they're going to scan that QR code and tell my manager that I'm doing a bad job. And I don't want that. This is, yeah, it really does help. It empowers those people on the floor to be able to 
provide a better experience. And as you say, when online retail is your lunch, you need to figure out how can we improve the experience. And that's one way you've got a game changer over online. Online can't do that. So you can enhance the experience by dealing with things that don't work as well in the moment. In the past, we were very reactive with this sort of stuff. And you mentioned about relationship surveys. And yeah, some organizations do scrape their relationship surveys and look and see what they can do to make improvements. Others, sadly, just look at the scores. We come to your world, and it's actually moved from that reactive to active resolution. I guess the next thing is preemptive or proactive. How do you see what you're doing evolving to somehow resolve before the issue occurs? Or what is the next step? Where do you go next? So our technology currently puts together uh, ports that tells you that you're getting a very, and keep in mind that our, our platform is really organizationally based to not help not only the organization as a whole, but really that particular store and its employees. So if I'm a manager of a particular store or rooftop, as we call it, really, I care about the whole organization doing well, but really I care about my particular ecosystem and my particular store. And it and our platform helps you identify key issues in your store and will give you recommendations about how to fix it. Plus we have client success managers that will look at the data once a month and have a phone call with the manager goes, Hey, here are some of the things that we recommend. Not only that, we have the ability to have pre-canned responses because not everybody knows how to respond to customers properly. For example, a restroom issue, you can type in, here's how we recommend responding to that customer. And then they just click on uh, pre-canned responses and it already has the language, what to tell the customer and how to respond. Thank you for letting us know we're sending maintenance is on the way. So by loading the lips of the people that are responding to these customers on a regular basis and having preset corporate approved responses to those issues, it goes a long way in making sure that everybody's being responded to not only rapidly, but also in the same manner and that customers know that the, that organization cares. And it's been really eye-opening to see how many managers will tell us there was things that in the surveys that we got back from corporate never even touched on some of the things that customers are complaining about, but then matter to the customer. For example, I don't think I've ever seen a survey that says how clean are our restrooms. The restrooms are a big, to me, being in the restaurant space, whenever I walk into any business and I look around their restroom and how it's kept, tells me a lot about how that organization or that store manager yeah. cares about everything else. Because if this is how they're keeping something that they know I'm going to see, what happens in the areas that I don't see what's going to happen? In the restaurant business, they say that you probably won't eat at 90% of the restaurants if you walked into their kitchen. <laughs> Just the, the way that there's food everywhere, there's stuff that falls on the floor and they pick it up, that usually doesn't smell that great. Keeping the places that customers are able to see clean is very important to what what happens behind the scenes. I, I remember being in a dealership and they had their tech stack, the day the CRM, door wide open, all the cables hanging out of it, clearly in view. But these tens of thousands of pounds worth of automobile, they're gleaming and shiny. And my focus was on what's going to happen with my data. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what that, that said to me. And I do understand. I'll take your point about restrooms. 
I remember this, and I don't know whether it is a kind of folklore, it is true, but airports, if you have a lavatory, a, a clean toilet, then it increases my confidence of the security of this airport. If it's messy and how do I trust you're really on it? So I think these things have a bigger impact, don't they? Really fascinating. I mean, do you find you are working more and more in conjunction with other parts of the tech stack in CX? Or because of the way you're working, I guess, is I don't even need to tell you who I am, really, do I? I don't need to tell you I'm at seat 24 if I've just come from Lou Block A. You only need to know that Lou Block A is dirty. Can you sort it out, please? But are you finding your data is getting integrated with the rest of the, uh, the organization's data? Yeah, we built APIs to go into Salesforce and even Medallia. The problem is that we try to stay away from being just data for that organization. Sure. Where we're more localized to say, yes, we will give you all the data you want and we'll integrate it so you can drop it into any CRM that you want. But keep in mind that you really want to focus on operational repairs and issues rather than just being more data to stick when some report that you show once a quarter or once once a month. One of the things that I've learned is that some organizations do not share the customer data with the stores that they're collecting right. the data about. In the dealerships, for example, there's one OEM, I'm not going to mention the name, but when we were talking about the pilot program when we we're going to launch the the real-time feedback platform, when I asked them about their surveys that they send from powers, they don't share that information with the dealership. I said, well, what's the point of get, getting that data for you to have as an organization if the dealership doesn't know where they need to fix things? Even though it's in hindsight and the customer's already gone, you don't. why don't you share that data with the dealerships? And he goes, they get revenue based on how well they're performing, but we don't show them what the issues were, which to me is mind-boggling. Okay. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> okay. I really don't understand that one. Really don't understand that one. We get to a point then where you've got a, an ability to resolve issues for organizations in the moment. Do we get to that point as consumers where, where you have organizations that don't have this capability, we deselect them? Can Do you feel that you're at a point where you're part of the reason I differentiate? I go to this place rather than going to that place because I know if, if there's something gone wrong, they're on it and they, they don't know that it's real-time feedback all they know yeah. is the organization is really responsive so if i do walk into a shopping mall and i see spillage then i can contact them in 30 seconds or two minutes there'll be someone there with a bucket whereas the other shopping mall i walk by i walk in and walk out and it's still there on the floor so therefore i'm going to go to that shopping mall do you think as consumers we're at that point where we're differentiating by how well organizations respond yeah uh, obviously i'm sure we're you're familiar with a CES customer at effort score. How yeah, hard does that organization or how easy does that organization make it for me to connect with them and let them know about things? And that does play into it. When you see an organization that wants that feedback in real time and not only gets that feedback, but acts on it, it does make it, it does make a factor in the decision-making process of where I'm going to go next time, because I know that they're reactive and they take care of my issues. We've even built functionality that we recently launched that allows a manager to record a video and respond to that customer. Because we found in the surveys of customers that have used our platform, would you prefer to have a text message or do you think if a manager responded with a video, 
that says, hey, Christopher, this is the manager of XYZ. Thanks for letting us know. I really appreciate it. And it took the manager 10 seconds to record and send it to you. Now, especially now we're on a Zoom platform talking. So I think people are a lot more comfortable recording themselves and sending it as a message. And we found that 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 organizations that did that, that recorded it rather than responding through text messages, really get an uplift in that customer engagement because that goes, wow, the guy took the time to record a video and send it back to me. I think that goes a long way rather than just sending me a text message. So organizations that teach their managers and empower their managers to respond in innovative ways, such as recording a video when they're sending it to a customer, make such a big impact on that customer's experience and perception of that business. So glad you say that, Adam, because humanizing the digital experience, I'm sure is an expression you've heard. And to hear taking the moment to record a video, which doesn't take that much longer than actually typing out the answer, just ensures that you're able to remind the customer there are real people behind there acting in service of you. So um, thanks so much for sharing a kind of a good appreciation of where real time has come from, what it's up to now and where it's going. And I think we can rest assured with the quality applications like this out there, the real time experiences will improve. Organizations have the right intentions. They want to make a difference. They want to help. But perhaps it's just the capability hasn't been there. But you're bringing this to them. So thank you for that. And thank you so much for coming on the CX Superheroes podcast. Really enjoyed the conversation. Adam, if people want to get hold of you or want to find out more about real-time feedback, how do they go about that? The best way is to go to realtimefeedback.com and uh, hit us up through the contact submission form. And we'll be more than happy to chat with you and see how we can make your organizations from good to great. Wonderful. Thank you, Adam. Take care. All right. Thank you.